Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you an inspiring woman who is a leader in her field. These amazing women are role models for creating positive relationships, building successful careers, or helping you discover your own leadership talents to follow your own purpose and your passion. Helping women share their stories is one of my favorite things to do. That's why I've continued to interview these amazing leading women for almost a decade. I chose 19 of the best experts from the conversations to co-author my book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life, which is available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and the business section of area bookstores. Now, if you haven't bought yours yet, or if you know a woman who wants to pursue her passion, this is a book for her and for you. This week, I am pleased to introduce you to another amazing woman. Her name is Tasha Scott. Tasha is a success connector. Through her speaking, coaching, and writing, she empowers women in business to unleash and connect their purpose and their identity. She is a wife, mom, and the founder of Don't Limit Me and the Women Connect Movements. She owns two thriving businesses, Scott Real-Time Reporting, LLC, and TashaMScott.com. Tasha's real purpose is to share her powerful stories about what she has learned in business and life to empower others to live out their dream, as well as fulfill their purpose. She is the author of two books, Don't Limit Me and Maximize Your Existence. She also hosts a popular video blog containing useful instructions, guidance, and support for living the unlimited life. Tasha, welcome to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. And you are one of those women, so welcome to our time together. Oh, I appreciate you welcoming me, and thank you for the um, for the platform tonight. Well, absolutely. Um, you know, I've been I've been talking to a good friend of mine, Kristen Anders, and she's written a book, uh, "Be Good for Goodness Sake." And I think right now we're in a time period with everything that's going on in our country, particularly, that people are looking for good things. They're looking for things that will transform their lives. They're looking for things that will make them feel better, give them hope, give them something to believe in. So I think what you're doing is is just right on the mark. And, And I'm sure that you probably are hearing this from more and more people that say, you know what, I am so tired of listening to all this other stuff. But So I'm ready for, uh, in fact, 2017, the number is a, is all about new beginnings. Yes. I think people are really feeling this this real push to start yes. and a better life for themselves. So, absolutely. What do, think, what do you think about my take there? Oh yes, ma'am. I I, I love the new beginnings because my story actually um, stems from that. In that it's so important that we get over and let go of the past for all that it was good, bad, indifferent. The past just has a way of keeping us in a state, you know, and that's where we get stuck. That's where there's no progression, but we have to learn to embrace the newness of the possibilities that are before us. Well, yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's yesterday. Mm -hmm. And and it's called present for a, a reason. This is yes. now. So That's well, right. Let's talk a little bit about your story because I think it's always really helpful for women to understand where someone has been because I think women especially, we're very bad about comparing ourselves. And when we look at someone who's very successful, 
like yourself, who's doing all these amazing things, you think, oh, it must be so easy for her. And you mm-hmm. and I both know that that's far from the case when you look at pe- women that have, uh, or people that have become very successful in their life. It didn't happen without challenges and that's right, as well as opportunities. But so let's talk about your personal story and why you're doing what you're doing today. Yes, ma'am. I had a good friend tell me the other day. She said, "Tasha, you seem like you've just blown up overnight." And I had to pull back the curtain and let her know that what looked like overnight to you, this has been a 15-year journey for me. So um, starting back, going back to even 12 years ago when I actually started my current business, which is a court reporting business, I remember that first year of business where I had ambition, drive, the energy, everything, and I declared that I was going to hit six figures that first year of business. And I did, but what I didn't plan for was that a few years later, me and my husband would be filing personal bankruptcy because even though I had this larger-than-life drive, I didn't have a plan for the success, and I had a big disconnect between my business life and my personal life. And it was like I built the business on a faulty foundation um, because what ended up happening, my marriage started falling apart. We had the financial setback. And I was really experiencing um, where I was suffering in silence. I had so much insecurity, and I felt like I was wearing a mask um, when I went out in public. And people thought I was successful on the outside, but they didn't know the turmoil that I had on the inside. And I literally almost cracked underneath the pressure until, fast forward, I reached out for help, and that came in the form of a life coach. And this woman really just helped me to peel back the layers and really get to the core of who I am and why I do what I do. And she helped me to face my fears head on. I had severe fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, and I became a workaholic trying to overcompensate in those areas. And what I realized was that I was really hiding and avoiding, you know, my pain, you know, and so when she became my safe place to really help me to peel back those layers, get honest, and I realized that my one of my core values is faith. And even in that area, I had let that go because I was even angry with God himself, yeah. you know. But she helped me to, to just speak my truth, to be honest, and to come to grips with who I am, where I am, and to forgive myself and others for the past mistakes and what happened was in the honesty I started journaling and started just waking up for the first time in my life waking up to my true identity and I realized that what came from that was a bigger purpose and I started becoming free and people started talking even my friends were like something's different about you and I started owning where I was, you know, and as a result of me getting free, people started asking me to come speak. I literally got my first speaking engagement from a Facebook post because I started sharing inspirational things and I declared I was going to be the most positive person that I knew. Got speaking engagements. Women started asking me to coach them because they said, I want to be free too. I'm wearing a mask, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, my my marriage started becoming restored and my husband started doing his own individual work. So 
us working on our individual selves, we came together and really got to know each other as friends again. So the marriage started turning around and the second business was born, speaking, coaching, writing, and my other business, it doubled, you know, and I, and I was really at the place of, wow, if I would have known all this, I would have snatched the mask off a long time ago, <laughs> but well, that, all in, all in good timing. <laughs> Those, those are those are lessons learned. I mean, let's face it. Mm-hmm. We, I don't think we're on this earth other than to learn lessons and and hopefully share those lessons. But you know, I, yes. I mean, again, I've worked with women for over thirty years, and and I'm a psychologist, and and uh, I've worked with lots of individuals. And the one thing that I do know about women is that we're not very good about asking for help. We're not. That's very right. Good about reaching out, and and it and it's almost as if women sometimes believe that if they ask for help or someone mm-hmm. finds out, you know, that fake it till you make it, finds out that you just don't have it all together, then, mm-hmm. then the whole thing will fade and will fall apart. And, and this, is That's so, right. this, is, this is absolutely so wrong. It's so far from the truth. Um, women Connect for Good was, uh, Foundation was, was created for one simple purpose, and that is women who support other women. Yeah. So when I when I asked that you come on and and we talk and have this conversation, that was the important piece for me is that you understand that mm-hmm. if we don't if we don't reach out and we don't support each other, that's nothing, right. Nothing ever get nothing ever changes. Nothing ever will change. You know we're that's right. we're over fifty five percent of the population in the United States. I mean, and why aren't we controlling women of color and women in, of all races? Why aren't we controlling mm-hmm. the marketplace? I have not figured that out. I, right. Do you have a, you have a clue? <laughs> I heard somebody say this one time. She said she talked to a man and a woman, and the man had no problem going forward, making deals, negotiations, all that. But when it came to the woman, it was the confidence issue. Yeah. You know, not having the inner confidence to believe that I can do this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I had another woman, she says, what, what do you think women are afraid of? And I finally just looked at her and I said, I think women are afraid of each other. Yes. Because of that lack of support. And, again, as you talked about, uh, that fear of failure and that fear mm-hmm. of, of not getting the support or having the confidence to move forward. It's That's right. Really, something that really stagnates so many women. Well, for example, yes. you're, you're sharing your story, uh, mm-hmm. so so very very valuable. But again, the ability to get up and stand in front of people and speak is something that's so very very important to women. To yeah. use their voices, to use that's their right. talent. And so, what what when you're coaching coaching women, especially women. What is it you mm-hmm. do? Uh, you know, and I'm, and I'm reading your thing, which is great. It says, uh, more hope, more confidence, more courage, more security, more faith in loving, a loving God. And an mm-hmm. unlim- un- unlimited life is ours for the taking. And I agree with all that. But what do you do when in your coaching sessions or you, even when you're speaking to build, help build the confidence for women? Right. So one of the first things I do, whether in – I can do this one-on-one or if I'm doing a group workshop is I always like to, I took a business um, scenario called a SWOT analysis 
and do that one-on-one or in a group with women. And the first, the acronym for SWAT is Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, Threats. And one of the first things that we do is I ask a woman to identify her strengths off the top. What are you good at? What do people compliment you on? What is it that you do without even thinking about it that, you know, nobody has to convince you that you're good at, that whether it's a character trait, a skill, whatever that is, what is your strength? And they'll take time to fill that part out. And then I'll ask them, what are your weaknesses? Like, what are those areas of improvement? And a lot of times people, the women will, in particular, they'll go to town writing on that part, you know. Um, But the next part is I also ask them the opportunities which I translate into what are your dreams? You know, what are those things that you've never even voiced out loud or, or maybe you're scared or, or maybe um, people's opinions or whatever holding you back, I want you to put that down. And then the next box, I always, in that's the threat, I always say, what is stopping me? That's the question I want you to answer. And if you say, I'm stopping me, you have to be specific. If you say, fear is stopping me, you have to be specific. And so what I do is after they fill that out, they'll have a snapshot of where they currently are right now. And I always draw a bridge for them. I'll say, okay, so we started with your strength. And I say, when it comes to you living your life or even doing a business, you have to operate in your strength zone. This is the place where you cannot compare yourself to anybody else. This is where you're starting from. And those areas that you are weak in, what you do is either you outsource the weakness or you partner with somebody to help balance you out. So it's like pieces of a puzzle where you're connecting with others to help you be your best self. Yeah. You know, one one of the questions that when I when I speak with women also, one of the things I, I ask, and, and I, I don't really wait for an answer, but I really ask this question, and and I think this this is something that's so important. Is this, do you support other women? Mm, that's good. Because typically, if they answer, I mean, they're not going to answer it, but they're sure going to think about it. But mm-hmm. typically, if you say, if I said to you, "Do you support other women?" Well, of course you do. But but I would say probably other women say, "No, I probably don't." So the point mm-hmm. is, how are you going to support other uh, yourself as you can if you're not supporting other women? That's so, good. You know, that's um, that's always the challenge is that, you know, do as I say, not as I do. You know, that kind of right. is always interesting. And and then the, the other question is, do you ask for help? Mm. You know, I mean, that's powerful. I think you have to be so specific sometimes with people that it really almost makes them have to say, say uh, you know, not that yes or no is a good good answer, but at least it's a it's a definitive answer that basically you can't really get her out, you can't get around it. <laughs> right, right. So that's so that's I think, good. I think that's uh, you know what what's the what's the what's the most uh, difficult situation you've had with a woman that you just almost wanted to pull your hair out and just go, oh my god, she's, <laughs> she's driving me crazy. She's just even, she's not getting. <laughs> Yes, I I think it's the ones that won't be quiet enough to listen so they can receive because they're so busy trying to prove I know this already or I've got this. And I'm always like, so why are you here? (laughs) You know, like um, there's something there that you, you need the help, but it's kind of like, 
I need to prove to you that I know this already or I've got it, and they won't be quiet enough to listen so they can receive. Yeah, well, listening definitely is a talent. There's, there's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. And, you know, as I said, I'm a psychologist, and, and listening skills are the most important thing. But, you know, there's just something really, really special in that process of listening. If someone is there for you, mm-hmm. you alone that is giving you permission to yeah. to be to be present and and I I love the word that you were using I love the word awake being awake yeah. awake and yeah. I think that is such an important thing for all of us to do is that right. you know there's there's so many of us that walk around with our heads in the clouds or or we're so busy trying to get there that we haven't looked to see what's along the road or what's along the path because we're right. getting there that we're we're not really seeing where we where we've been or where we're going. But That's when, right. But when we wake up and we mm-hmm. truly, truly, and I love it. I love your book. Don't limit me. Giving yourself permission to live the life you've always dreamed of. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that's you know again that 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 is permission though. Yes. And that's, and I think that's the other thing women don't do a lot of, giving themselves permission or feel that they deserve right. better. That's right. That's right. So what did you do with this woman who who just wouldn't listen? I finally, um, I, again, I had to ask that question. So why are you here? What yeah. do you need? And And what I found is when a woman gets like that, it's because she's been in giving mode for so long that she doesn't know how to sit back and receive. And I tell her, you have to know both. You have to know how to give and receive because that's where true growth comes in. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that a lot. So so what has been your greatest success or what would you say or how would you, or how would you measure? And I, I, you know, and again, I'm quantify because I think you do, I think people do when you're working with them and you're offering your services, they're, should be something quantifiable, some measurement that shows uh, success or accomplishment. What, how, how do you measure that, or how do you help people to know that uh, they're on the right path, they're on the right track? Well, it kind of like goes with this conversation we're having. What I would say is when they get to a place when they are helping somebody overcome in an area that was their greatest attack, it's kind of like that's how a movement or a wildfire starts is because as I help women, they turn around and become helpers of other women. And so it's a pay it forward type process. And I've literally in the three years that I've been doing the speaking, coaching and writing, I have seen women turn around and start businesses, start ministries, start movements where they then become the leader, you know, and that's how I'm seeing this thing grow. Yeah. So are you, in essence, building a community of these women? Because, I mean, again, this is, I, I guess I forgot to tell you, Tasha, by the way, once you talk with with us, you become a part of the leading women community. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, I love it. <laughs> you're now one of our leading women, and you're one of the smart, amazing women in our community of like-minded women. Because I think I love that, it. that really is important. When you do feel a part of something greater than yourself, but, mm-hmm. but again, somebody's got your back. Yes. Know? 
And I have um, two spaces. I do this locally in my community. We have a group I call Ladies Who Lunch where we do get together once a month and just have that in-person fellowship, but also have a Facebook group called Connected Women Win, which is my hashtag that um, that there's a group, it's a space where women can come and be a part of the community and support each other. And that's, if you ask me, like, where am I doing that? It's in both places, in the community and online. Yeah. My, uh, my, my youngest daughter, I have three beautiful daughters. My youngest daughter is a transformational coach as well. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she has started doing this last year is that she's having what they call goddess gatherings. Okay. This has been just just an amazing movement of bringing people, uh, women together, mm-hmm. celebrating the goddess within, leading with the feminine essence, but uh-huh. again, just giving women a safe yes. place to be together, to share, and to uh, talk about concerns and talk about hopes and dreams. And mm-hmm. I, I've never, I mean, I've been to several of these, and it's just been amazing to watch the number of women who said, I have never experienced anything like this before in my life. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What I, one of the things that I hear a lot from the women that I've embraced is they found their voice. Yes. I think that is something that is probably one of the most, things I've heard from other women is thank you for helping me find my voice. Yeah. I, I take it one step further because that's just because I'm into women's leadership. I, I also talk mm-hmm. about finding your voice, you know, which is an absolutely amazing thing when we find our voice and find our purpose and our passion. But then mm-hmm. also taking a seat at the table. Yes, I like that. Do you know what I mean by that? I do. I love that. Because you're not sitting back waiting on somebody to ask you to come to the table. Right. You're taking right. your rightful place. Yeah, yeah. So you, you well, I, I've been to many meetings. Uh, I've been on, on board of directors, and, and uh, there, are, there are support staff that sits around, the, you know, the, the walls of the room, the, of the mm-hmm. conference room. And then mm-hmm. there's a the table where everyone sits for the board meetings. And it's interesting to, when you start to say to women, take a seat at the table, that they're mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, absolutely, absolutely. Wow. What do you, wow. Do, you talk, do you talk about the word power? The word power? Uh-huh. I do. I, I, lately, I have been using it in this reference, and, and that is snatching back your power. Yeah. Snatching it back from the grips of fear, of doubt, of uncertainty, of confusion, and owning your authority to be who you are. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a, you know, when when we describe power, there's two ways to look at it. Because women, again, historically have been overpowered. Mm -hmm. Overpowered by something that's more powerful than themselves. But the power, too, is different than the power over. Mm, that's good. So, so when we're talking to women about power, you know, uh-huh. I, actually, I actually spoke to a group of women attorneys, 50 women attorneys, Uh huh. and I asked them, I said, who in this room feels powerful? Mm-hmm. You know what? Nobody raised their hand. Wow. And it was interesting to have the conversation because 
uh, then we started to talk about what power truly is because I think women overall have a trouble with their power. Yeah. Because they haven't been taught that it's okay to have it and it's not a negative thing. It's you know, right. we, we were you know, you're you're a, a spiritual person, you you have a great faith. But you know yes, ma'am. born into this world with amazing talents and abilities. From mm-hmm. the day we take our first first breath of, of air, you know, we have have we have these gifts and talents and these God given things that we have. Right. So we you know, we spend so much time coming into the world with it, but then we spend so much time getting <laughs> rid of it, you know. I mean this is Yeah. So Or yeah. trying to hide it. Yeah, yeah. Say yeah, I don't want I don't want to I don't want to overpower people with my power, you know. Yeah. Is, is yeah. Amazing. I yeah. love that poem by Marianne Williamson that says oh, yeah. our deepest fear, you know, that we're more powerful than we um the part about being more powerful it, I think a lot of us, uh, women in, in particular, spend a lot more time hiding than embracing. Yeah. Well, like you said, they don't they don't push forward. They don't push past their fear. I mean, I, yeah. I, talk, I talk a lot about fear because it says, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you're fearful of will stagnate you and will stop you. That's right. And and I'm I'm kind of crazy, uh, <laughs> Tasha. Things I've, I've been <laughs> in my life, I've had to go kind of do. Uh, I've just mm-hmm. stuff, but but it's a it's a confidence builder that I can draw upon. That yeah. well, you did that and you lived through it. <laughs> yes, I tell people do it afraid. Yeah, because the clarity and the confidence won't come until you actually press through. And some people are more scared of the fear than they are of the pressing through. You know. Yeah. Well, you've you've pressed through, and 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 again, you've you've become a mentor and a role model for these women, and I I really appreciate and applaud you for what you're doing. Thank you. What you know, I know we're just getting started, but really, what I want people to do is to to go and look at your website, to go and look at uh, go and order your books, and to yes, know ma'am. more about you. So this is just a, a, the tip of the iceberg, as they say. Yes, ma'am. So what? Where, how can people know more about you, where they can go, and what's coming up in your world that you'd like people to know about? Yes, ma'am. People can go visit my website, which is TashaMScott.com, and that's T-A-S-H-A, TashaMScott.com. Um, they can check out my blog. I also have some of my products on my store. But my newest baby is my second book called Maximize Your Existence. I actually have that as a physical book, and I went into the studio to record the audio audio version of that book. So it is on Amazon and on Audible.com, and that's under Maximize Your Existence. Wow. Well, you've got a beautiful voice. I'm sure it will be a a beautiful book to listen to. There's no doubt. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Now I'm just taking some of your notes, but it says, uh, tips to help women find their purpose, their calling in life. How, how about a couple of those? How can we? Sure. Yeah, a couple of those tips. Okay. Um, one of the first things I say is you've got to quiet the noise. You know, yeah. sometimes we can be so busy trying to find out who we are in outer things that we really do know the answer. We just got to get quiet enough so that we can trust our God-given instincts. Yeah. You know, and then um, – 
that I'm just going to say this, that is probably one of the biggest things yeah. is if you can learn to get quiet and not be so dependent on other people to tell you who you are or other things or even past things to tell you who you are, but just get so confident in that. And then another thing that I, one of the other points I'll make is just learn how to dream dangerously. You know, we talked about this with the whole fear mm-hmm. thing where yeah. we talked about, you know, sometimes you just have to learn to do things afraid yeah. and know that you're, you're like you said, you're going to survive. You're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you, you talk to some of the most uh, talented and most, uh, experts in music and theater and, and acting, and they all t- they all talk about the anxiety starting. They all talk mm-hmm. about the nervousness and the anxiety and the fear starting. And, yes. and I guess that's something people have to understand is that getting started sometimes is the most difficult part. But once you once you've started, then you you can go forward. But uh, you know, it is. I call it stinking thinking. By the way, you, you, I'll show you. <laughs>